to four. This is Crypto and Then Some on KDCL Media, the pride of Internet Radio for Deep Creek Lake, Garrett County, Maryland, and the world. I'm your host, Paula Cass. And I'm Oro Cass, and it's just like Bitcoin all around the world. That's the way (laughs) Internet Radio works all around the world. We've been known to have listeners in a total of 18, 19 countries all at one time, and that's what we're shooting for again, folks. So if you happen to be hanging out with us in archive or over on uh, the listen-only mode on the website, tell your friends about it. This show is about telling people what's up with cryptocurrency. That's why we call it Crypto and Then Some. Yeah, you never know what the and then some is going to be. Oh, we got a doozy and then some lined up for tonight. Can't wait. Me either. <laughs> it's going to be good. But before we get to the and then some, we got to do the cryptocurrency part. The crypto yes. part. And it's Mercury retrograde, folks. So if the switchboard has gremlins and goblins in it and doesn't quite do what you tell it to do and just sits there and spins at you, just give it a minute. It'll work. Right. And also, you know, your telephone, your computer, your hearing aid, hopefully not your pacemaker, anything electronic, if it can go wrong, sometimes does in Mercury retrograde. Now, you probably have some people out there saying, what's a Mercury retrograde? You might also have some that know what it means and are going, oh, that's that's a bunch of hogwash. Let me tell you, folks, you get back into archives, especially on Miss Paula's show with uh, some of the guests that she had on some of the shows that she hosted, trust me when I tell you, Mercury Retrograde has a lot to do with everything as long as it's turning backwards or appearing to turn backwards. Well, Mercury rules over communication. Yep. And all of our electronic devices are about communication. And when you when it goes backwards... Plugged it, in. 
that scrambles communication. Unplugs it. And just for no, for the answer the question that nobody asks and nobody cares, <laughs> it's in Leo. And in Leo. Leo. And Leo. Well, what does that mean? Give us a little understanding of what that means. Well, Leo is all about me. I'm the star. I'm on stage. Look at me and what I do. But that's that, some of it. There's but, a lot of other qualities about well, it. Well, it's also you that's know, the ones that will be shining in the retrograde. That yeah, that's the ones that'll be making fools of themselves in the retrograde. But Leo is the lion, so that's strong and stalwart, and you know, out in front and leading, and courage, courage, strength, and but still with. Going backwards, if you're walking backwards, you're bound to trip over something. (laughs) But Mercury retrograde is also, now you don't want to start anything brand new. Right. That's with any Mercury retrograde. But if you have something that you need to finish up, uh, some old junk that you need to... Bring a project to an end. That you need to discard. This is a good time to finish things up, bring things to an end, uh, declutter your life, your house, uh, your love life, (laughs) (laughs) and all those good things. So, but that's Mercury retrograde. But because Mercury rules communication, it means communication is going to be garbled, confused. Uh, You may want to make sure when you tell somebody to do something or ask somebody to do something that you make sure you they understand exactly what you're asking for. Yeah, and it's probably a really bad time for people to be texting each other. As bad as that can be, Fact even of- if even if the uh spell check doesn't screw everything up and put some crazy shit in, you don't some auto autocorrect. Auto autocorrect in there, even if everything is perfect. Mercury retrograde will figure out some way for the other person to misunderstand it. Yeah. That's what it's also good for. It works in the brain, too. Now, anybody out there that either doesn't believe in all this astrological stuff or whatever, um, like I just said, we have internet proof, well, audio if, audio proof. If if you don't but, like to think, think about it as astrology and hocus pocus and all that, it's all energy. Well, I was going to say, go look it up. Well, yeah, go look it up, but it's also energy. Go look up, go look up Mercury Retrograde, because trust me, folks, it is scientific. There is something to it. We are controlled by our universe and the energy that's in it. Well, let's just say George Lucas wasn't whistling in the wind when he talked about the force. Right. <laughs> well, and the, the perfect example of that force is the sun. Which, what we're looking at, you know, it used to be people go out and if you could look up, you know, there's a certain way you can look directly at the sun without hurting your eyes too bad for a few seconds. And that light that we are able to see with our naked eye, when you walk outside and you see the sunlight, that, that sunlight left the sun seven years ago. Yeah. And traveled at light speed to get here. So... You know, you can't say that now as far as completely because we have telescopes, we have sat- we have things, you know, programs and satellites heading and... for the, towards the sun and things studying it. So you can't really say that 
as far as all sunlight like we used to be able to. But back in the 70s or 80s, it was said it took seven years light speed for what the light you were seeing now is light that left the actual surface of the sun seven years ago. So I never did bother to check to see how true that is, but it sounds reasonable. And it has absolutely nothing to do with crypto and then some. <laughs> it has something to do with and then some. Well, yeah. But it and the... to start with a little bit of and then some, because I know there's some people listening now that weren't in the audience before and have taken time to go back and listen to some archives and understand a little bit more about Orocast and Miss Paula and some of the shows that we've done. If you haven't done that, we highly recommend it because we put it all out there for everybody to see. we got nothing to hide. Yeah, and we just went met retrograde yesterday, and we will be retrograde until August the 18th. And it's always the strongest right after it comes in and right before it goes out. So for the next, uh, from the 25th to the 18th, Please be careful in your communication how many and your contracts. You, how many people you figure sitting around scratching their head going, how did people know I was in a big argument with the old lady a little while ago? <laughs> Wait, you know. Or, damn, how did people know I blew that contract and lost all that money? Well, now think about it. The Winklevoss twins wanted to start their ETF on the 26th. Mm-hmm. Mercury retrograde went retrograde Mercury went on retrograde. the 25th. Right. And the SEC said, screw you. Not happening. And that's why we have the big dip. Now that we're going to swore, swoop all the way back around to <laughs> cryptocurrency, here, we do have a lot of stuff to share about that. Uh, we got a lot of things to share that's, as far as... That's what they get for starting something new during Mercury retrograde. <laughs> what do you want to bet they weren't paying any attention to it? Oh, I'm sure. Because if... If they were, they're fools. If they if they understand Mercury retrograde and then said, oh, well, let's do this anyway, they were fools. They should have done it before the 25th or waited till after the 18th. And let me give you another example. And this goes back to cryptocurrency and these two companies. Well, one of the two companies that we're working with called Unify, where we get our trading signals and also has a thing called Prosperity U. Folks, let me tell you, for the cost, for what it, what it costs you, for three nights stay in an average motel room, let's say, you are able to be a member of Unify. Just a little bit over $300 one-time cost. Then there's a monthly fee. But I don't like talking about the monthly fee right off the bat because it has nothing to do with what you can do with Unify in that first month and then make that monthly fee completely doesn't matter. No. Irrelevant. That's the word I was looking for. So that it's it's covered. <laughs> it becomes irrelevant because it's covered in the actions you do in the months that you have before you have to worry about it. And that's what we're here for. That's what the team, the group is here for. We're, we're part of a very large group of people that numbers in the thousands, possibly the ten thousands, and it encompasses the globe. We just had a lady on the show two weeks ago. Fiona was on two weeks ago, I believe, with us for quite a bit of time from Western Australia. And she has become a good friend of ours because of two things, the Internet and Unify and CWE. 
the, the, what, the, the companies that we're working with. Now, I know when people find out that the two companies we're working with are affiliate-based, that might scare a lot of people away. But not the people that take time to educate yourself about everything that we have to offer. What we have to offer here is not just about marketing. It's not just about Bitcoin. It's not even just about a large group of people. It's a combination of all of those. And the best part is when you come into this group of people, you can pick and choose which of those parts that you want to work with and which ones you don't want to work with. We have people that come here that just want to be part of Prosperity U, Prosperity University on the website, and learn all the basics about Bitcoin, about trading, about exchanges, so on and so forth, about wallets, how all that works, and learn the basics. Prosperity U is a great place to do that. And being on the inside looking out, it's easy for me to say, and I'm pretty sure the good-looking lady on the other side of the room will agree with me when I say this, that if it was just Prosperity U, it would be worth the monthly fee yes. because of the educational material involved there. And that's not even to mention the president CEO, a guy named Ron, that is so into making sure everybody's successful that he hosts multiple calls per week. The CEO, a guy that's a multimillionaire, e easy, possibly with a B, who knows? It's that, that's not the point. The point is the man is in charge of this whole company called Unify, and he takes his personal time on a regular basis, I think every other day or every three or four days tops, to do sem online seminars and teach people the basics. He also does seminars where we talk about the new stuff that's coming down the road with Unify, the new products that are coming down the line. And that's what makes the affiliate side of it so perfect. And you correct me if I'm wrong over there, Miss Paula, but we used to hate affiliate marketing. We were taught <laughs> to hate with a passion anything that had to do with a pyramid or bringing people in under us. Yes. So to speak. Yes. And we hated it like that for the last 12, 14 years. No, I got so I didn't even want to talk on the damn phone. Right. I mean, we, we were doing, back in the day, in the 90s, we were doing marketing, we were doing cold calling because we were following another group of people. And the leaders of that group were telling us things to do that seemed reasonable in order to step out of the box and feel comfortable with, you know, putting this idea, this product out into the masses in order to get people interested and bring them in. And it was a great product because it was information. I mean, I've been getting up and talking in front of people since I was 17 years old. And, but talking to somebody on the phone is like torture. <laughs> Well, that has a lot to do with the chosen career path that we both took. It was always, every, most of everything that both of us have ever done is customer service oriented. Truck driving, one all, yeah, one driving all truck is customer service oriented. You, you're, you drive the truck and haul the freight in order to please a customer. That's the bottom line. So the bottom line 
with the phone is you're either getting praised or you're getting your ass chewed. <laughs> and there was a lot of times in 30 years of trucking where our asses were chewed for no reason. Or our asses were chewed because of somebody else's screw up. Or a half a dozen other people. Somebody was just having a bad day. (laughs) Or the other person on the other end was having a bad day, right? We had quite a few bosses like that. And that's, you know, it's all part of it. But after 30 years of it, and, you know, with you it was trucking, but there was also before we got together, you was involved with, you know, lawyer offices and other things that were customer service and had to do with phones. So, yeah, the phone thing, we decided it was done. We were not going to talk to anybody on the phone about, (laughs) hey, check this out. You can make money if you do like we tell you to do. That's basically the punchline for affiliate marketing. But there was a whole long script that you had to sit and read first. You could do a script. Uh, There was one thing that we actually memorized, a little short script. Uh, There was one where we had a contest on how many people you could dial in uh, 60 minutes. We've done it all. We did. We've done it all to the point, And I like bragging about this. I think I don't think I mentioned this for at least two shows. So it's time. We were doing bulk email before it was called spam. Now put that in your calendar and think about it for a minute. <laughs> we were bulk email before it was cool. Bulk emailers. Yeah. Not sure if that sounds kosher or not, but it's, there it is. We were oh, bulk. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're spammers, but we used to be bulk emailers. You talk about the wild, wild west. That was, I mean, they were shutting off people's ISPs. and it oh, was, yeah. It was a scream. We were spending 27 cents a minute, I think, to be on America Online in order to crop names out of their member list with a macro. Yep. Two to three hundred names at a time, and all you had to do was set up the macro and then put in under under interest and come up whatever you wanted to put in there interest, and it would go into that interest and out of ten thousand or a hundred thousand. I mean, we were on America Online when they were giving away a disc that had five free hours. That's another <laughs> one to put on your calendar and figure on for a little while. That yeah. was the beginning of America Online. Yeah, because and bef- it was also the beginning of Windows. Yeah, because before that it was all IRC. So right, and I never did get to hang it in. That was all Which, just typing. IRC is still out there. And no pictures or anything, just typing, lots of typing. Yeah. But anyhow, back to the crypto side of things, <laughs> and that's cool that we took it back that far because in the '90s the internet was brand new to us, to the public. It wasn't brand new to the military because they've been using it since the end of World War II. But, yes, sad to say, all you people that like Mr. Gore, no, he didn't invent it. (laughs) The military invented the internet. Al Gore's not that bright. And it was invented first as a weapon, an intelligence-gathering weapon. So, but anyhow. It still is. It still is. Oh yeah, it still is. You get you can be guaranteed the things that we're allowed to be privy to now that they call new. Okay, just for example, Google Earth. They decided let's give them Google Earth Pro. You know what the difference is, right? More uh, detail. Yeah. You can read people's license plates. But you know the one thing they still haven't given us on Google Earth 
that they never will give us. Real time. Real time. That's reserved for the military. I mean, believe me, you, if you go out and stand in front of your house and look up at the sky and wave, there's a pretty good chance, probably a whole lot better chance than winning the lottery of a satellite seeing you and somebody looking at a screen and watching you wave in front of your house. Yeah, well, like being able to tell if you have any gold teeth or not. If if I go to uh, Google now and and bring up you know the satellite view, I get a picture of our house from last fall. It could be last fall, or it could be last it, week. Uh, now they've got it up to where they're showing. Recent. Yeah, but yeah, but there's no leaves on the trees, so it's. <laughs> but then you, that's what I'm saying. You scroll down to Hagerstown, and the leaves are on the trees. Yeah. <laughs> and then you look down at the date on the bottom, and it's three months difference. Yeah. Okay, so now we know Google Earth is sectioned off in maps. That's what a picture is of the Earth that's not live. It's called a map. <laughs> you know, same as Google Maps. It's the same thing. It's just a little more detail. wonder how many people out there can't read a map. Well, I know there's a lot of good places on the Internet to learn about reading maps. So that's really cool. <laughs> but... um it's like I was saying. It's good that we went back like that because it compares. Last week, I compared the cell phone, the way it went from. You know, if you were, if you were to jump in your time machine and go back to say 1979 and say cell phone, the first thing most people would think is that they started installing phones inside of jail cells. <laughs> Probably. Or- That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Or they, they'd say, like, the shoe phone on Get Smart. It's know? even spelled the same, cell phone. I'm just talking about the words. Yeah. Not the actual brick. Yeah. Held up to you. But today, this evening on the show, the comparison is not from the phone, but from the Internet itself. That's why we talked about just a little bit ago about how we started back before spam was called spam. People weren't pissed off about it yet because it was just getting started. And the people that we were working with were the ones that were writing the programs. The macros, yeah. The macros in order to hack not only into America Online, but into them things that you were talking about. Those chat rooms and the IRCs and anything that had to do with the Internet. They they had to shit down where they were intercepting brand new websites and sucking stuff off of them while they were an hour old. (laughs) Anything that had to do with town, city, state descriptions. You want to talk about data gathering? What they're doing today ain't got nothing on these guys invented spam. Yeah, and back then it, what we didn't have point and click websites. You actually had to build a website and upload it to the host and Oh yeah. It was uh, You paid somebody to build you a website. Yeah. <laughs> called a webmaster. Unless unless you were that was what you studied. You know, that's probably one of the shortest titles in history. Webmaster. How many webmasters are there still? Well, I know there's probably still some that build the big corporation. But I'm talking about just the individual that would call themselves a webmaster. You know, I took a college course and now I'm a webmaster. Yeah. (laughs) Guess what? Now I can go on a website and push an icon and let the website build it because it's AI. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can you, throw in a few blanks and click a button, and the whole thing pops up. It's you, there. You don't have to know CCS to build a website, but you know. Well, anyway, getting on, getting on with the crypto thing, I do. Uh, let me check over here and see what's going on on the chart. 
Yeah, it's been a roll. 79, 24, and That's the way... That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. The way the whole thing is looking right now... Yeah, we still haven't hit 78, 78. Yeah. We're staying above that. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about... Um, and no new signals yet. I'm sitting here looking at my Binance uh, candlestick chart, my trading chart. And I'm also looking at what Ms. Paula just referred to as a signal. Um, because of the news we just reported on, which I think you have some well, details about that. Yeah, right? we just sort of blew past it, but we're going to go back to it. Right. Because of that, um, well, we bounced all around here right in the beginning, trying to find a straight line to start down here. <laughs> Nothing this, in this is a good spot right. because you said signals. I'm sitting here looking at the Binance chart, and it appears we really may have found a bottom. And what's really cool is you gave me that news about 10 minutes before showtime, and Bitcoin was on a serious dip at the time. Went was dropping pretty quick in a matter of 15, 20 minutes. And so I called my own bottom without a signal and said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sell here. I'm going to let it sell here. I, I put in a stop loss, a stop limit loss. And if the price got down to there, it would sell, sell out my trade. So I wouldn't lose if it was a really big drop. That's how the signals work, folks. If you get a, you get a green signal, it says buy. A lot of times, if it's a green signal on the live signals, you're going to miss it unless you're sitting there staring at the screen on the live signals when it when it posts because they happen quick, and they usually happen right at the beginning of a really quick jump in Bitcoin. Well, that's – and it's shown – well, today's news shows that it's as, more volatile than any stock market or – Oh, yeah, commodities market or what? Because six hours ago, there's this news blurb that says Bitcoin waiting for reason to go higher, says blockchain uh, vice chairman partner Spencer Bogart, because optimism on Bitcoin's price is spread to the blockchain, who delivered a bullish forecast on CNBC. That's mm -hmm. six hours ago. Right. But then you scroll up the page, and three hours ago is when the news came out that – and that was about the time we got back from supper. We we ate supper out this evening, and all this up and down and down, da, 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 all started, says Winklevoss Twins Bitcoin ETF application rejected by SEC. And it was their second attempt to apply – well, so now, wait a minute. Bitcoin that's ETF. Second, that's the second time you said Winklevoss twins. Who were the Winklevoss twins? Well, they started out as... I know, but <laughs> probably most of our audience don't. Well, they started out as partners with Mark Zuckerberg before Mark Zuckerberg screwed them over and with Facebook. and. I love your nutshell versions. <laughs> Continue. Uh, they sued him. Uh, I don't think they got much out of it, but they did get a settlement out of it because Zuckerberg just wanted him to go away so he could be big man on campus. And the Winklevosses went out and started Gemini Exchange. They really got heavy into uh, cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin. I guess we ought to give the uh, telephone number. 
Right. If you want to call in and chat with us or add your <laughs> nickels worth to this conversation. I was going to do it, but I didn't have it up on the screen. You can call in at 845-277-9146. I don't have it up either, and it's in the chat room. <laughs> and raise your hand, and we will let you join in the conversation. Um, if you're uh, a long-distance call, like when Fiona called, and she's from Australia, we added her to our Skype call. So you come in the chat room, let me know, and uh, we'll figure well, out how to get you in on Skype. The best way to do that is to apply for and get a free listener account on Blog Talk Radio. They ask for a simple email, which can be anyone you want to give them. And that you can, you we got to be able to get email at it. Um, you know, you go set up a new one just for this is what I'm saying, and uh, just a name. And you don't have to give your real name. That's what's cool about it. But the best part is they ask for a screen name. You make up a screen name so when you're in the chat room, we can recognize you when you're typing and joining in. If you come to Blog Talk Radio and come to the chat room without that listener account, you show up as a guest. And all you can do is watch the chat room. And I'll just remind everybody that this is Crypto and Insum on KDCL Media, the pride of Internet Radio for Deep Creek Lake, Garrett County, Maryland, and the world. And I've got it. Just a little quickie. It's 20, just released 21 hours ago by Jamie Redman over at Vortex. Uh, shows up on Bitcoin.com for anybody that's over there checking the news. The best and worst cryptocurrency investments for the first half of 2018. As far as cryptocurrency markets are concerned, the last six months of 2018 has been exact opposite of the 2017 bull run last year. A great majority of digital assets have lost between 60 and 90% of their value since the beginning of the year. Today, we're going to look at which crypto markets performed the best and then delve into the currencies that the worst losses over the last six months. A lot has happened this year as far as cryptocurrency markets are concerned, as most digital assets plummeted in value from their all-time highs during the last month of 2017. There have been a lot of losses in the value and position shifts within the top cryptocurrency market capitalizations as well. We're going to take a look at the first half of 2018 to see the kind of price performance these crypto markets had this year by reflecting just on objective numbers and historical price data. The time frame used to calculate this year's gains and losses was recorded between January 27th to July 25th. This, that would be yesterday, just under seven months. The top 10 coins during the first week of January didn't perform so well. On January 7, 2018, digital asset prices were very high, as most coins who touched all-time highs in December were worth slightly less a month later. The top 10 cryptocurrency market valuations at the time consisted of Bitcoin Core, which is BTC, at $17,131, Ripple, XRP, at $3.19, get you some Ripple, Ethereum, ETH, at 1097 which is the baby brother of Bitcoin. Bitcoin Cash, which is the baby sister of Bitcoin, $2,281. Cardano, or ADA, 
a dollar one Litecoin LTC, which was three hundred dollars. NEM, or better known as NEM, XEM one sixty seven. Stellar, which is XLM at seventy cents. Tron, one of my favorites, TRX at seventeen cents. And IOTA, or MIOTA, at four dollars. More than half a year later, each coin's value is much less now, and the top 10 capitalizations are slightly different. Let's take a look at the coins from January 7th, top 10, and see how they fared so far. Bitcoin Core, or BTC, price on July 25th is 8244 which indicates a loss of 51.87% on the year. Kind of a staggering number, huh? Yes, it is. Ethereum lost 57.06. Ripple, here's a good one, 85.89. I'm sorry. When anybody says Ripple, I think of that cheap wine that the the wine she used to drink. In the, Night com- trade. And the comedian. Night 2020. And get you some Ripple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, actually, I think Ripple was one of the Boone's Farm flavors, wasn't it? Strawberry Ripple? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I'm getting Strawberry or all, Boone's Farm. So all, all my wine bottles came with a cork. Hey, it was 85.89%. Too bad that wasn't alcohol percent. Instead, that's how much it lost since the first of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin Cash lost 71 0.22%. Cardano, another whopper, 85.15%. Litecoin, 71, 71.33%. Stellar lost 57.14%. And IOTA came in at minus 75.75%. Both Tron and NEM have been bumped out of the top 10 and replaced by EOS and Tether. Our new favorite, Tether. Why is that our new favorite? Uh, because that's what we're using in Binance to trade our Bitcoin with. Where we can use our signals we get from Unify. Yes. And if we're not sure how to use our signals, we can go to Prosperity U and watch a video. Yep. And I just want to remind everybody that, <laughs> obviously, Oro and I are not licensed financial professionals. Uh, everything that we talk about here is stuff we picked up off the Internet that looked interesting or our own personal opinion or personal experience. That's funny because I'm hearing, I'm hearing the lawyer's ears going, damn, they did it again. <laughs> Waiting to see if we did it or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because, hey, that's how crazy this can be. We're talking cryptocurrency here, folks. And there's a large group of people in this country that not only don't understand it, but they've decided it's like Trump. They hate it. Yep. They hate it because it's going to take over their beloved dollar. Their beloved dollar is called fiat. Well, they're coming up with such funky, wonky – I mean – if there's a nefarious way, I mean, this is the new uh, drug dealer, loan shark, uh, arms dealers, because it's person to person, it's decentralized. You know, all the bag. 
They were talking like in March and April and that stuff. You notice that you haven't heard any of that gangster stuff about Bitcoin lately. I got one for you. Okay. (laughs) Gangster me down, baby. (laughs) Well, not exactly. Well, I guess they are gangster. Um, They've been described as a $95 million hedge fund. Iran, preparing ground for national cryptocurrency to dodge U.S. sanctions. Wait a minute, we got a story going. I'm not done with this one. Okay, well. Let me see how long it is. But, well, uh, it can be as long as you want it to be. <laughs> well, but I can stop it anywhere because it has headlines all the way through it. But this, just to finish off where I was at with both Tron and them have been bumped out. It goes on to say, as you can see, the top 10 cryptocurrency markets have not performed well, to say the least. The best performance in the top 10 slots were Bitcoin, followed by Ether and XLM. The worst performers of 18 top 10 were XRP, ADA, and IOTA, minus the coins that were bumped out of the list. So which coins performed the best in 18? The answer leads to a bunch of new cryptocurrencies, and it's likely that you've never heard of some of these coins. See why I wanted to read the rest of it? The best cryptocurrency performers for the first half of 2018 belong to SPAC, or PacCoin. That calls itself a third-generation cryptocurrency. PacCoin, P-A-C-C-O-I-N, has increased by 1,481% this year at its current price, which is less than a half of a U.S. penny. Now, there's a lot of people I hear some head scratching and some dander flying and maybe even a few <laughs> hair follicles on that one. Let me reread that. <laughs> they increased their worth of their coin, their altcoin, by 1,481.33% at this year at its current price, the current price of one coin, of one pack coin, is less than a half a penny. Now, if you refer back to last year, last week's show, when we talked about the fact that you can buy one billionth, with a B, billionth of one Bitcoin at a time. That also applies to these altcoins. So if you're looking at something that is came up in price over a thousand percent, where do you think it started? If it's still worth a half a penny. Okay? You laugh. But see, the people that trade, the people that know how to do signals like Unify gives us, I'm waiting for somebody to come up with altcoin signals. Then we'll be on to something. Yeah, they have the altcoin reports, but they haven't come up with the signals for anything except Bitcoin. They did say they were coming up with new products. Yes. Let's hope one of them is signals for altcoins. Which, that would be hard. Do you know how many thousands of altcoins there are? You'd have to have a whole bunch of people sitting in that room we talk about, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that imaginary room. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, the one in your brain. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about that quite that far into imaginary, but now that you brought it up, another big pumper this year was Hex, HXX which saw a 1,268% increase. These two coins are followed by MITH, which we actually played on the bot some, 
casino coin, and ontology, which is O-N-T. The worst cryptocurrency market performance this year lost nearly all of their value since the beginning of the year. The infamous BitConnect lost 99.88% of its value, and the digital asset Rise didn't live up to its name as Rise markets are down 97.1%. These two losers are followed by OP Coin, 98%, and MyBit Token, 99% down, which are now close to worthless. Let's not forget about the Bitcoin Gold BTG fork, as BTG market values have mostly vanished into thin air, losing 89% of value since the first week of January. Most digital currency markets have seen losses of lots of losses in 2018, and the big gainers mentioned above are true rarities among all 1,600 cryptocurrencies in existence. However, a little over three weeks ago, cryptocurrency prices were far more dreary, and most of them have rebounded slowly over the past few weeks. Top 10 crypto cat traders are hoping the current movements are signaling a trend change and the bearish months of 2018 are soon to be over. Even though a few coins that are not well known made significant gains this year, for the most part, all eyes will be on the top cryptocurrency markets for the latter half of 18. <laughs> and that was, I mean, that was... I had to read the whole thing because it's over at Bitcoin.com. Yeah, well, I probably have people following along going, I wish you'd hurry up and finish. <laughs> well, it it also kind of puts into perspective, you know, when you think usually if something loses 99.9% of its value, it's gone. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. If you've got 99% of your heartbeat gone, you're not dead yet. <laughs> well. That's about the only thing I can think of that's good. Everything else that's negative ninety nine point nine nine. But you know, BitConnect's okay. still going. They're still trying to redeem themselves. But I haven't even looked at it for months. They ain't even going to bring it up. The only <laughs> reason I even said the word BitConnect because it was in the story. <laughs> I know some people personally that lost a wad. Uh, yeah. And then so yeah, a lot of people did on that BitConnect thing. But that's. You know, that's the market. That's any kind of market. The forex market, the commodities. You know, that's any market. It, this one just happens to be a little uh, more tetchy. <laughs> well, and see that that brings me around full circle to something that I just thought of. We're we're building, thanks to Mike and his instructions, we're building these fantastic YouTube channels with all these great videos that help people understand everything like we're talking about on the show. Matter of fact, we wouldn't even have to do the show. All we'd have to do is come on the air and keep saying our YouTube address and our Facebook address. And you go over there and see everything we talk about. Yeah. And what's really crazy is there was a few people, I only named one, just so I've got at least one name on the archive, and I only named his first name, and everybody will know who I'm talking about if you know anything about crypto and you've been following it at any time in the last six months on YouTube. Trevor. Those people did more damage to our market than anybody else on the planet simply by believing 
and nothing else than BitConnect. And then when it folded, millions of people who had subscribed to their channel and was following what they were doing saw them as full losers. Most of the ones I'm talking about, I think all of the ones I'm talking about, five or six individuals have never come back on YouTube. I don't know if Trevor has or not. I don't go down that path. Like I said, I haven't even spoken that word BitConnect other than this article since for probably five, four or five months minimum. Well, well and BitConnect's not the only one. It's probably the most well-known one. BitConnect was bad management. That's the one yeah. you got to worry about. Well, I, I was part of it, I'll say. I mean, we're aware of several small outfits that shall go unnamed that it was the same thing. It was bad management. And when you look back on it, a lot of it was looking like, you know, those old airplane rides that we used to talk about. And the, like they truly were a pyramid scheme. But it, like you said, it could just be bad management practices. It could be they all had the best intentions, but mm -hmm. because of business decisions they made, everything went down the toilet. What's the old saying? The road to hell is paved in all the best intentions? Yeah, something like that. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It's not a good night for old sayings. But, but uh, no, we were talking earlier about nefarious uses for Bitcoin. And Venezuela tried this because Venezuela's money is worth squat, their paper money, um, because of Maduro and socialism and all that. And when they nationalized their oil business, and then you know, we threw all these sanctions in after all the trouble with Maduro and the coup and becoming a dictator and the riots and so on and so forth. Uh, the way he was going to get around sanctions was the same thing that this says about Iran was he was going to get around the sanctions by selling his oil for Bitcoin. And the reason everybody likes Venezuelan oil is because it's sweet like crude and it's easy to refine and cheaper and if, you know, it, 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 uh, it hits the bottom line of the oil companies a, a, with a lighter touch than what the, the, the usual does. Um, but that got the kibosh because very few people fell for pay, paying for oil with Bitcoin. Right. And then Iran has recently confirmed that it will press ahead with creating its own state-issued cryptocurrency to circumvent incoming U.S. sanctions, uh, local media press TV reported on the 25th. Quoted by local news media outlet ISNA and translated in, uh, uh, to, by, for the deputy management and investment of the Directorate of Scientific and Technological Affairs, said plans for the creation of a working digital currency was already on its agenda. We are trying to prepare the ground to use a domestic digital currency in the country. The currency would facilitate the transfer of money to and from anywhere in the world. Besides, it can help us at a time of sanctions. 
Technical details about the national cryptocurrency remain unknown, while a national encrypted key for the domestic banking system could see an introduction likely within the next three months following ironing out of inconsistencies. And the hackers just all ran to (laughs) (laughs) talk talk of Iran releasing a national cryptocurrency has surfaced months previously as the looming return of U.S. sanctions led to increasing calls for preemptive measures. The country's authorities have previously come out against public cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin in April, banning banks from dealing with them altogether. Like Venezuela's state-sponsored token Petro, Iran now appears to be looking to blockchain technology to circumvent challenges, including a complete ban on acquiring U.S. dollars from August. And I think it's either August or September 25th is when the what they call the snapback, when the sanctions go back in into effect. Mm-hmm. And I only know that because they were talking about it today. Well, we missed our uh, bottom of the hour break, which we usually take, but we've been covering a lot of good stuff here, kind of bouncing around all over the map, which, which that's what we do because we're live. It's live and on time. We took our station break. We took our station identification. Oh, yeah, it was identification, <laughs> but we didn't do anything special like a song or anything. But That's okay because we can make up for it at the top of the hour, coming up here pretty quick. It is... 10 minutes to the top of the hour of 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You are listening to Crypto and Then Some on KDCL Media. Uh, <laughs> now, it's, not a, it's not a station break this time. I just wanted to make sure they remembered it was KDCL Media. The pride of Internet Radio for Deep Creek Lake, Garrett County, Maryland. Now you're going to make it a station break. <laughs> Pulling her leg there, folks, because we've always been. We're just. We've always liked to play like three songs per show. So that's like a half hour breaks. But like I said, cryptocurrency, you can expect that on this show because a lot of times we'll be talking about stuff and breaks will just come and go. Now, top of the hour, yeah, that, that's where we take a, a real serious break and give everybody a chance to, you know, do their thing or do their thing or maybe even do their thing and get, get a drink. drink, you know, and then do their thing maybe if they have to again. Depends on your age. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when, we like to make it where you're back in your seat by about 10 after when the break's over. Well, what you do is before you start, you get a cup that's big enough to carry you through the whole two hours. You're talking about a motorman's friend now. <laughs> no, I'm talking to... No, I'm not talking about a motorman's friend. <coughs> I'm talking Remember about that movie with Burt Reynolds. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's where that came from. Motorman's friend. That was Cannonball Run, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They're sitting in that meditation class. <laughs> but anywho, it is coming up on time for a break. And I got a couple other really cool stories about Bitcoin to cover. And in the second hour, we're also going to get into a lot more of the and then some part. And then some basically is the same as After Dark on the Sunday night show. We're talking about things that are in uh, what you would call current events type of stuff. Uh, We take 
different news articles or whatever, some of them political, mostly not. We try to stay away from the political stuff as much as possible because whenever I start talking political, I get even more angry than the people that don't like what I'm saying, if you can think of somebody that angry. That's how upset I am with a lot of things in this country that I put my life on the line for twice. So that's all part of that. You're going to hear stuff about Federal Reserve. You're going to hear stuff about income tax. You're going to hear stuff about, um, you know, this whole thing with why is, why is everybody that's black in Chicago trying to reduce the black population in Chicago so quickly? You know, little stories like that. Just And we're not here to poke fun at anybody. We're not here to ridicule anybody or in any way or to take a side in any way. We are true media here. We, we call ourselves KDCL Media for a reason. Unlike some of the ones on TV, pretty much all the ones on TV these days have all picked a political side, and that's all they talk about. And my favorite, even, <clears throat> Fox. Not all the time, but a majority of the time, they're stuck on that same thing, too. So, internet radio, internet TV... When you say media, I'm hoping that we can keep it where we actually mean it, right down the middle. Strolling down this middle of the fence without stepping down on either side. That, to me, is true media. Well, the media is supposed to be about the facts. It's not supposed to be about opinion. Uh, now, wait a minute. When you say that now, now you're starting to get your foot headed down off of one side or the other. No. Because now we start eat, both sides start arguing over who has the best facts. I'd rather just say we stand on the fence observing both sides and reporting on it. And yes, it's facts. It's always facts. We'd have no reason to make anything up. If we're making stuff up, we're usually laughing a lot. <laughs> and well, yes, yeah. we do have ter- times where we're very sarcastic. I've even been known to tell a dirty joke or two. Sometimes they might be considered racist or, oh, no, I can't believe he's talking about that in a joke. Blah, blah. Sorry, folks. If you don't like it, don't turn it on. I come from a truck driving background, okay? I did 30 years in a truck going all over the country. And trust me when I tell you, when I got on the CB radio, it was a big, fancy, very loud radio and usually pissed off at least 75% of the people that heard it at any given time. And that was the whole point. (laughs) The other point was, whenever I keyed up my microphone, I wanted to make sure that anybody within 40 or 50 miles, instead of two or three miles, heard everything I said. Because I kind of used it like this. Yeah, the ones within two or three miles had to listen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They usually turned the radios off. But well, uh, you know, you you were saying there about facts and. Well, what I was going to say, yeah, that's what I was leading up to. The the whole thing with the CB radio was the same because I was talking facts on there, and a lot of people don't want to hear facts. A lot of people don't want to hear that some black guy shot some other black guy, or they don't want to hear that the city of Chicago is the black race of, of the city of Chicago is basically numerically wiping itself out like the dinosaurs 
If you look at the numbers and it continues exactly the way it is now, there is a point in time someday where there won't be any black people left in Chicago because they will all have shot each other. That's how insane it can be. It's possible. Not probable, we hope, because, you know, it's time for change. Mr. Obama talked about change. And yes, I said Obama. Don't give me that look. <laughs> he talked about change. Everybody wanted change. Well, we do need change. But we don't need the kind of change that he was talking about that's all-encompassing and, and everybody. We need change in little niches around the country. We need, we need Chicago to change. We need Michigan to change. There's a lot of change for the good that can happen in the country. But it's not going to happen as long as half of the country is doing nothing in their brain but hating the man in the white, big white house. Because when you're doing all that hating, it don't leave no room in your brain for anything good, does it? No, you can't solve anything when you're just hyper-focused on one thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about solving something. I'm talking about it's not good for your brain to be hyper-focused on something that negative for that long. No, that's when you end up in those lock wards with your jacket with the arms in the back. I mean, we're we're working on the last part of the second year here. Coming up on two full years of this crap. Yeah, and two and maybe six more. And you've heard me say it at least twice or three times every day. Where would this country be? Had they done all that hating for, say, two or three months and then stopped and went ahead and the Congress and Senate agreed and give the man his full team that he asked to work with, where would this country be today? What else could he accomplish by now? I'm, feel, I'm pretty sure that the second or third thing in the tax thing would have already happened. I'm almost completely sure that North Korea wouldn't have any nukes now, and that border over there would be a whole lot more secure for the South Koreans and everybody else. There's a lot of things that are in the works right now that should already be done. And they're not done because of a bunch of haters. And I'm not saying that the haters are wrong. You got your opinions. That's fine. If you got a reason to hate the man, that's fine. But don't let your hate impede his job. That's where it goes wrong. That's where it goes off the rail. Agreed? Yeah, but that's their whole point. They don't want him to do his job. They want him to fail. Okay, now, you you use the word want, as in want to. If you want to... If you want somebody to do something, then there's something else that goes with that called a reason. Have you heard any good reasons for him failing? No. Bingo. Which makes the whole thing and all the hate 100% irrelevant. Well, they would give you this whole laundry list, and we all know what all the words are. But Go ahead. Give out some of the laundry list. Um, everybody in the country knew exactly who he was when they voted for him. They knew who he was when he stepped on that escalator and him and Melania rode down the escalator and he said, I'm going to be your president. And he meant it. I mean, he's been in the public eye since 
than when I was a kid. I mean, well, yeah, he, I remember him running around, and you know, it's like all I, we I remember all. How the could somebody that goofy TV have show. that much money? That's what I used to think. And then you know, and he did the TV show, and we knew he cheated on his wife. He has three wives. This is one of the first three, memories you know, I have of Trump is on the Bill Donahue show. Yeah. And he was very young, probably and Irv Griffin, and Mike Douglas, and, and he made it very clear that he was going to own New York City. Yeah. And he did it. He said it, and then he did it. Now, what is there that about that to hate? For somebody to say something positive, which owning New York is positive, if you want to be rich. He is the and perfect. He accomplished. He is the perfect example of what you say when you talk to yourself. His self-talk was all about how he was going to succeed. Even when he failed, he succeeded. And his thing in Atlantic City was as big a bust, you know, his four bankruptcies and, and all that. But he kept going. I, this is my goal. I'm going to this. I'm going to own New York City. I'm going to, you know, build this big golden black tower. And he did it. I'm going to have properties all over the world. And he did it. He said it, and he did it, because that's exactly. what he told his brain. He programmed his brain that he was going to succeed no matter what. And that's how he raised his children. You can succeed no matter what. It doesn't matter if you fail. That's all part of the, that's the cost of doing business. And there wasn't any participation trophies amongst his children either. No, it, it's. I mean, it's and, and look at where all the kids are today. It was either you win or you lose. And if you lose, you get up and you go again. And look how popular The Apprentice was. That was the whole basis of it. You're years. fired, meaning you lost, you lose. You know, that's what I think Donald was trying to teach the younger generations with that show, was it's okay to lose. It means you brush yourself off, you get up, and you start over again. Yeah. Or you try again, or you do whatever you got to do to be ahead. You don't sit and hate the person that caused you to lose. You don't hate the player, you hate the game. Well, and a lot of them, I mean, I don't know how much of it was scripted, but a lot of them, their failures was, was, was caused by themselves, either their work ethic or their ideas, or uh, there's a number of reasons why something fails. You know, you could you know say, well, their team caused them to fail. They had a good idea, but you know the idea was rejected. So it's you know, but a lot of them went on to be successful. Yeah, they did. And uh, to coming up on top of the hour, just actually missed it by a couple of minutes. But that's okay because it's live, and we're here. I'm Orocast. Lovely female voice you hear is Miss Polycast, in case you're just tuning in. And this is Crypto and Then Some on KDCL Media, the pride of Internet Radio for Deep Creek Lake, Garrett County, Maryland, and the world. And we're going to take a quick break. And I know I usually play a song and say, let's wake everybody up, but I got one even better. Let's do a little sing-along. Yeah, everything's just sitting there looking at you. 
Okay, well, that's good. You got the- Finally, we're back. I think we're back. I hope we're back. Somebody you, call in and tell us we're back. You got the switchboard, so. 845-277-9146. If you can hear my voice, please call that number. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. I'll keep working go on it. Go ahead. Yeah, I can up. hear you. You're good. I think we're on, are we on Skype. Yeah, we're on Skype. Sure. That's the one thing that, you know, not good. Hey, that was Sound of Silence by Five Finger Death Punch. Uh-uh, no. Disturbed. I'm sorry, Disturbed. 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 Two of my favorite bands, I get them mixed up a lot. Because I was thinking about playing Wrong Side of Heaven. That's why I do that. <laughs> but anywho, you are listening to Crypto and Then Some with technical difficulties as usual. And in case you didn't hear it, it's not our fault. 
No, it's blog, <laughs> it's blog talk tonight. Good old blog talk. Sometimes it's Skype, sometimes it's blog talk. But we just deal with it and keep on doing our thing. Because uh, I do have some other stuff here that's really cool, and it's brand new, fresh off the press. Did you know over there that South Carolina state regulators withdraw enforcement actions on two blockchain startups? I did not, but I, I didn't get a chance to read the story because Blog Talk started to act up. I was getting ready. I was going to. It was one I had sitting here waiting. Oh. So go ahead. Do you have the story up? No, I had to throw or clear my cash. It's just a little shorty, but it's a good one. It says the Securities Division of the Office of the Attorney General of South Carolina has removed cease and desist orders against two blockchain startups, according to public documents published July 26th. That would be today. Today's order removed a cease and desist order filed by the South Carolina State Attorney General's Office against shipping platform ShipChain for violating the state's security statutes on May 21st. Regulators initially accused the firm of running afoul of security laws during their private SHIP token sale. The second firm, cloud mining platform, Genesis Mining, which I was just looking into that when this all went down, which was previously halted by the South Carolina Attorney General's Office Securities Division due to selling unlicensed securities, is now ordered to be dismissed as a respondent from the administrative order. Following the cease and desist order in May, ship chain refuted the accusation by state regulators claiming that their token sale was conducted in compliance with security laws. Moreover, the firm specified that ShipChain was not aware that the SHIP tokens were even offered in South Car- to South Carolina residents since the token sale was held prior to the company's placement in the state of South Carolina. According to Influencer, ShipChain raised $30 million in private token sales in January. Launched in 2017 in California, the blockchain startup aims to solve major problems associated with logistics and shipping sectors. According to the National Cargo Security Council, the industry loses more than $50 billion annually from lost and stolen cargo, something the blockchain could solve. Iceland-based Genesis Mining is one of the largest companies providing cloud mining services primarily focused on Bitcoin. Founded in late 2013, the company's mining farms are reportedly the largest consumer of electricity in Iceland. Yes, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they have now a total of five power plants that they built exclusively for the mining. And you know what's really cool? They're powered by geothermal. Yep. That's the best energy there is. Steam coming out of the ground. Doesn't get any better. And uh yeah, we are part we have been done a little bit of dealing with Genesis mining and it really is if you want to do cloud mining, which is very risky, Genesis mining is the least risky of the risky, you might say. And I can say that from from personal use. Earlier today, Cointelegraph reported that the Swiss financial market 
Supervisory Authority, or FINMA, FINMAL, launched enforcement measures against crypto mining firm Enbion AG over its potentially unauthorized token sale in mid-January of 18. Folks, that's the end of this story, and I got one other little addition to put to it. Be very careful with what you do when it comes to cryptocurrency. Make sure you only are using money you can afford to lose. The same as if you walked into a casino and put it into a slot machine, because that is the risk. We never talk anything less about the risk here. We always make sure people understand, yes, there is risk. That's the only big problem with the general public getting involved right now, is two words, volatility and risk. And we're, it's constant. It's in any kind of market that you get into. It's all like a big casino. No, it ain't like a big casino. Well, it, it is, is a big, big casino. It is a big casino. <laughs> you're putting what? money somewhere and you're hoping more comes back. It's the same thing. Right. I mean, if whether it's the New York Stock Exchange or uh, trading on Binance and Bitcoin with signals or just on your own, if you you know think you're an expert chartologist and you're going to get in there and trade on your own like a day trader uh, – yeah, if it, you know, don't be putting the rent and your car payment and and all that out there. Just your disposable income. If you, you know, need, if if the money you're putting out there is money you need to live, then you need to not use it for Bitcoin. Yeah, because um, I'm gonna cancel the chat room because I just screwed up and put something in there we don't need. Okay. <laughs> I think nobody was there. I just put my wallet address in there. <laughs> How's that for drawing a crowd? Hey, Oro put his wallet address in the chat room. Let's go check it out. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that out there floating. Copy around. and paste can really bite you in the ass sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that send button. You know, send all. Well, no, <laughs> I don't use smile. that. I don't use that. I don't use CC or BCC. No, I don't use any of those robot. I call them robot buttons. <laughs> Reply all. If it's something where the computer's going to help me do something. I don't use it. <laughs> but that you know that is the biggest thing to remember about this about any kind of trading there is no sure thing. Right. Now I'm glad you said trading because I want to mention this and I kept wanting to mention it on past shows. If you are familiar with forex trading or you know somebody personally that does forex trading but you're not trading Bitcoin yet. I got news for you. The algorithms and the programs that we're using, there that the company is using, Unify is using to bring come up with these signals is the same as Forex. Yeah. There's no difference. Mm -mm. There's been Forex signals being predicted for years. Ever since there's been a Forex market, uh, well, a modern market. That, I mean, that's you, when you when you're watching the financial channels and they're talking about the Chinese being currency manipulators or this country being currency manipulators because they're tinkering with the market to either devalue or make you know more to make their currency stronger. Or right now they're devaluing their currency so that 
you know, that it has to all to do with the trade and how much, you know, this is versus the dollar. And it's all very convoluted, but it's, it's some risky stuff because you might be sitting in there watching them algorithms and, you know, watching the chart and going, oh, yeah, it's going to do this, that, and the other thing. And over in Beijing, they they said, okay, we want to, you know, throw mud at this country, so we're going to devalue our currency. And all of a sudden, the what do they call it, the yuan, I think they call it, all of a sudden it's taking a nosedive and you're sitting there with your pants in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Or did you, since you've been over on Bitcoin.com, did you see the startup founded by Uber alumni to host a fee-free crypto trading? No, but I found something else. But uh, this is about Coinbase. Oh, that's a good one because we use Coinbase all the time. Coinbase lets European users cash out Bitcoin in a gift card accepted at retailers. wonder where they got that idea. Uh, Amazon, maybe? <laughs> Major Bitcoin exchange Coinbase launched, launched a feature yesterday that lets its European customers buy virtual gift cards with cryptocurrency. By partnering, partnering with a London-based gift card startup called WeGift, Coinbase now offers gift cards that can be spent at over 120 retailers, which could solve the problem of many stores not accepting cryptocurrency. Hmm. Most stores still don't accept cryptocurrency as a form of payment, but with this feature, you can work around that. Wait a minute now. i got to correct you on that because you just put out something that's bad information. If you got a BitPay card, they don't know the difference. Right. That's what this goes on to say because oh. we, we, we all know that you <laughs> Now can, you see why I don't watch TV shows. That's like if you go over to Crypto Compare, they give you a list of cards, debit cards that mm-hmm. you can buy that that are like pay or whatever where you can put your cryptocurrency on it. Yep. Um, well, what's really cool, you can use any credit card at a Bitcoin ATM machine if you have a hard drive wallet. Right. Um, when you purchase a gift card through the program, there's often a small bonus percentage of 1% to 9% that WeGift will offer you, and Coinbase promises to charge zero withdrawal fees for converting your cryptocurrency this way. It's honestly a tempting deal that could attract some people who aren't holding on to their investments, who aren't hoodler, hodlers, hodlers, and hoodling. hoodling. <laughs> who aren't holding on to their investments in hopes of prices rising again. You can spend your Bitcoin and Ethereum at Google Play and Ticketmaster. Of the 120 retailers, notable ones include Uber, Google Play, Nike, Ticketmaster, fashion brands like Ted Baker and Clark's. Currently, the gift card feature is only open to people in the UK, France, Italy, Spain, the Netherlands, and Australia, but Coinbase says it will eventually expand to other places as well. It should also be noted that Coinbase only supports a handful of the major cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic. So if you own a bunch of altcoins held in a different exchange, you're likely out of luck converting that into gift cards. From converting Bitcoin into Uber credits or Ether into Nike shopping spree, 
Customers will have greater flexibility and control over how they use their crypto. Coinbase wrote in its blog on the feature, which can be accessed at wegift.io forward slash Coinbase. We gift, like in a, just this little bitty small gift? or No, W-E. <laughs> we, like you and I, we <laughs> yeah, gift. It's just a we gift. you got to add one more E. <laughs> now you're just going to confuse people. <laughs> hey, that's, I used to drive a truck. That was part of my job. <laughs> yeah. You don't believe yeah. me, just try to get on an interstate. Yeah, and you're still very good at it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I just oh, and to uh, back to those little reminders that we throw out there every once in a while. We will be back on the air Sunday night for Oro Expeditions after dark at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm going to throw out a wild guess here and say that that show is a really good chance it will be done on the road. Yes, folks, that's right. I did say it on the road. Oro Expeditions After Dark will be Possibly on the road. On the road. I don't use that word anymore. <laughs> you want a possible, that's fine, but I don't possible anymore. Okay. The, uh, Sunday night? This is Thursday, right? Yeah. You're talking about Sunday night. Yeah, I can just about guarantee you we'll be, it'll be a road show. So make sure you tune in. Since Miss Paula's not even sure where we're going to be. <laughs> if we're even someplace with an internet signal. That's going to be the only key. And it won't be long. As soon as we get rich on Bitcoin, we're going to have one of those things called a permanent hotspot or satellite phone. Yeah. Well, if you're in motel. Then we can do a show any place we want. If you're at Motel 6, you got to make sure you're close to the office if you want good internet. <laughs> um, I'm not planning on being in a Motel 6. Maybe two or three nights. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be Sunday night we're still in a motel. <laughs> but the fact is, Oral Expeditions 18, folks, 18, 1 8, kicks off. Finally. This, week, <laughs> this weekend. And if you want to find out what's up, where we're headed, what's going on, you got to tune in Sunday night. I got a, got one about a little town in Texas called Rockdale. I know where Rockdale is, I think. It says Rockdale is a town in central Texas mm-hmm. that has made headlines due to plans of converting their town from mining coal to mining Bitcoin. That's where the big shovels go back and forth. Rockdale. Oh, right there at uh, close to Sulphur Springs. That ain't Central Texas. That's East Texas. Yeah. Maybe they moved them out to Central Texas. (laughs) Maybe they moved Rockdale. I thought they (laughs) took them apart. In a point, in a a post-industrial society, many areas that relied on the extraction of raw resources such as coal are beginning to face an economic struggle. Luminant. Texas' largest electricity generator has plans to shut down three coal-powered plants this year, which of which already included the closing of the Sandow plant in January of 2018. J.T. Dealey Station, another coal plant in San Antonio, 
announced back in 2013 they would suspend operations by the end of 2018 as well. With cheap and plentiful alternative energy resources on the rise, like natural gas, wind, and solar, industries of the past have been feeling the grip of death lately. While tax revenue is on the decline, the most immediate impact was the loss of 325 jobs, the equivalent of 10% of the private sector jobs in the county. But Bitmain, the notoriously secret Chinese crypto mining outfit, most known for their Bitcoin ASICs, is looking to convert an old aluminum smelter right outside of Rockdale into a full-scale mining operation. Mm -hmm. We're bumping it up from restaurants to businesses. Bitmain would be the second company to convert an old smelter for mining purposes, with CoinMint converting an old Alcoa plant in upstate New York for the same reasons. You know why that makes so much sense? You know how much electricity it takes to run a smelter plant? Yes. That's how they smelter is with the heat is made by high voltage. Yeah. So just imagine hooking up a bunch of mining machines to something you used to melt steel with. Well, the, if any of those big plants like that all had their own substations. So. Smelt, another word for smelter, folks, is welder. Yeah. If you weld steel, you're smeltering it, kind of, sort of. Coinmint is investing up to $700 million in the new location, which should create 150 jobs over the next 18 months. Aluminum, aluminum smelters require massive amounts of electricity. Aluminum? And, yeah. <laughs> Aluminium, as the English say. And thus include the necessary... <laughs> now, you've heard them English guys. Yeah. It makes me laugh every time I hear it. I remember and, Benny Hill... <laughs> And thus include the necessary infrastructure to handle the similar wattage needed for Bitcoin mining. Aluminum. Aluminum. That's the way Benny Hill said it. There is no word on when the site is supposed to go live, but it seems the idea was long time coming. Bitman, Bitman, yeah, Bitman, Bitman is Bitman to the rescue. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We got to get a dun, 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 drop has already posted a job listing on Indeed seeking a project manager in Rockdale area as well. Bitmain's plans for the smelter are expected to offset the jobs loss from the shutdown of the plant, as well as introduce another 300 to 500 jobs from the operations. So the Chinese are taking over Texas. That's what I said. It started with restaurants, and now they're into smelters. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Uh, it's just one other little thing I had, and then I'm going to get into a whole bunch of, uh, and then some. Okay. We've been touching, we've been briefly touching on then some throughout the show, but uh, the idea is to dedicate at least a good 15, 20 minutes to the patriot side of things, as I, as you might say, uh, liberty, justice, those kind of words come to mind. The republic for which it stands. Yes, please don't call our country a democracy. It is a constitutional republic. Exactly. The word democracy, uh, well, we won't even go there. It's not even worth talking about. But it has been, the word democracy has been ingrained 
into the culture to the point where we don't remember things, you know, certain democracies in the past, like the Roman Empire. That was the perfect democracy with the perfect ending. It collapsed on its, under its own weight. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what's going on right now in South American countries as we speak. Democracies well, and socialism. Well, they say if you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. Right. But like I said, I got one more quickie Bitcoin story, cryptocurrency story, because this is a good one. Uh, it's a, I think it's important news. Startup backed by Uber co-founder to launch fee-free crypto trading. Voyager, a startup backed by Uber co-founder Oscar Salazar, has announced that it will launch a commission-free cryptocurrency trading platform. That sounds very interesting to me. I wish him the best of luck. It is intended to function as an aggression engine, aggregation engine for cryptocurrency prices across more than a dozen trading venues. Voyager has revealed that it intends to offer fee-freeing fee. Saying <laughs> the second time I had to say it, it's already giving me trouble. Fee-free trading for pairs of at least 15 different currencies on the new platform, including BTC and ETH, Bitcoin and Ether. The platform has been described as intending to function as a sort of aggregation engine. How'd that bounce back up there? They wrote that twice. It's in the, it's in the story twice. Nobody proofreads their stuff anymore. <laughs> I thought I was screwing up. I guess they laid off all the proofreaders. That sounds real familiar. Didn't I just read that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, down to the next. This one I guarantee is new stuff. <laughs> Voyager aims to compete with Robinhood. Robin, okay. Voyager seeks to compete directly with Robinhood, a popular stock trading app that hosts commission-free trading for BCH, BTC, ETH, LTC, and Doji pairings. Voyager will simultaneously offer the prices available on 10 virtual currency exchanges and three additional market makers, with the company hoping to entice a liquidity entice liquidity by offering better prices to traders than any sole exchange. Stephen Ehrlich, the CEO and co-founder of Voyager, and the former CEO and founder of Lightspeed Financial, I remember that name for some reason, i got to look it up, stated, and I quote, we saw an opportunity to build a dynamic smart order router that can take advantage of the marketplace and also offer customers no commissions, unquote. According to Mr. Ehrlich, Voyager will generate revenue by beating the average price of the coins at the point in time we execute the trade. Mr. Ehrlich added that the company has already raised significant capital from the friends and family of the company's co-founders. Oscar Salazar, the founding architect and chief technology officer of Uber, is also a co-founder of Voyager alongside early Uber investor Philip Eton. Voyager licensed in several U.S. states. Voyager is presently entering beta testing with the company anticipating it will release a mobile trading app before November of this year. 
Currently, the platform is licensed in California, Massachusetts, Missouri, New Hampshire, and Montana, with the company hoping to eventually service at least 40 U.S. states. The company has also indicated that it intends to offer exclusive services for institutional investors. Mr. Ehrlich concluded that he doesn't think crypto has been adopted yet by the masses in the United States, adding, I believe, the market space itself is extremely large. We think the opportunity for both retail and institutional is vast, and we want to be a part of that and help the industry grow and be good citizens to the industry and help people get more knowledgeable in crypto assets. And it's funny that he mentioned that because you know how well I take notes and then forget I took notes and don't read them? Yeah. I've got, like, notebooks full of those kinds. Yeah. Unread notes. Tonight, I remember my notes, thanks to this story. (laughs) What he described there is a phenomenon. Actually, it's not a phenomenon. It's more of a paradigm shift known as FOMO, fear of missing out. And it's happening. It has happened already on one level. It's in the process of happening on the second level. And if you're not involved with Bitcoin by the third level, you might have to have a lot of money even to buy one billionth of one Bitcoin. Here's why. FOMO applies to Bitcoin and the blockchain because the first stage is the one that we're going out of right now. And this is why Bitcoin took the big jump that it recently did, and then the big dive. Okay, Ms. Paula explained the big dive just recently because of the whole thing with the United States and the SEC and so on and so forth. Well, the good news there is that'll all work out in the wash, as my grandmother used to say. It'll all come out in the wash with the SEC. If people are doing things the right way, there's nothing the SEC can do if you're dealing in cryptocurrency and you're following their laws and guidelines. It's when people get outside those laws and guidelines and the SEC shuts them down. And it's like the 90s and which MLM company will be the next to fall. And the people in the successful MLM companies preaching to their people, please don't do this. Please do things the right way so that we don't get investigated, so we don't get better business bureau attacks, so on and so forth. And sad to say, most companies that could have easily been very legitimate multi-level marketing companies fell along the wayside because of somebody lack of customer service, somebody not getting what they expect, getting pissed off, and going to the Better Business Bureau. Now, once that happens over a short period of time, the Better Business Bureau contacts the SEC and says, hey, maybe you need to look at these people and see why we're getting so many complaints. When that happens and the SEC steps in, you can just be almost guaranteed that whatever company we're talking about will be shutting their doors soon. Paula and I have witnessed it over and over and over since 1990. And I understand there might be people listening that weren't born then. And that's okay. That's kind of weird to think. I had to say it. Yeah, we're getting to be old parts over there, honey. Yeah, I know. But back to FOMO. 
fear of missing out. That is a natural, or not a natural, actually, it's, yeah, actually it could be a natural fear, I guess. But it's ingrained in our brain. It's something that the human brain has in it that we can't stop. Well, that's, you know, if you remember, and I'm sure you do, because we've heard it enough, that when you're, one of the things that you're told constantly in affiliate marketing when people want you to sign up for their program is that you don't want to miss out on blank. Right. Whatever the next great thing is coming down the road, you don't want to miss out. Well, oh my way God, they, I'm going to miss out. The way out. they market it is ground floor opportunity. Uh, there's a lot of catchphrases that this go with marketing. The next step. The next step. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Okay, now the reason that we're beating around this bush, folks, is because I want to make a point here with about 22 minutes left in the show. And that is, we have found, after over 12 years of total inactivity in any type of marketing, we have found the promised land when it comes to affiliate marketing. That's the best way I know how to put it. Because the guy that we're following, a guy by the name of Mike, and his partner, Robin. Robin's been on the show. You can check her out in the archives and hear her side of things. And these two people are marketing geniuses. That's the only way I know how to put it. And they bring their genius to the table with two great companies. And then we added a third, just so you know. It's just as good. Uh, except it doesn't have anything to do with Bitcoin yet. No. I don't think they accept Bitcoin yet, but they probably will soon. Oh, no, that's right. I was on the order for them, and they do accept Bitcoin. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I wasn't paying attention to that part. If you want to see what I'm talking about there with three different companies, you got to go over to com. Check it out. All three are listed there. You'll be able to see what we're talking about. Unify is there. Crypto World Evolution, which is the land of the robots, the, the crypto trading robots. That's there. And the other one, CTFO. Did I get that right? Yeah. I don't ever remember what it stands for. but Change, I change the future outcome. Change the future outcome. CTFO. It's I, like get a, save I want the, to get a t-shirt with that on it. It's like save the cheerleader, save the world. They have t-shirts <laughs> and hats and everything, I think. I've got to get one. But, you know, that's the that's the lowdown here, folks. We have a hold of something that participation and follow-through can make anybody who puts the effort forth a lot of profit. Now, you notice I didn't use the word money there because profit can be a lot of different things. Profit's usually money, but it doesn't necessarily have to be money. Some people profit in a lot of different ways besides the amount of money they have. So that's what you want to look at. And what I mean by that for us personally, when we first ran into Mike and Robin back in late 2017, we were looking into Bitcoin. We were trying to figure out this, that, and how to do a wallet and what a wallet was and what an exchange did and kind of floundering around in the foamy ocean, you might say, without a raft. And Mike and Robin showed up and 
Throwed us one of them big orange buoys and pulled us up on this big fancy ship and said, check this shit out. What do you think? Um, that big ship. Uh, most of the time, it's a pretty good ship. Sometimes they get to tinkering too much with it, but most of the time they do okay. When you got a ship, you got to tinker. I, I understand Mike and he's tinkering. Uh-huh. Oh. I, I didn't say I agreed with it. I just said I understood it. Because you're right. There's times I don't agree with it. Sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, for at least a short period of time. Constantly. But I've always figured it out that Mike has method to his madness. All you have to do is wait a little while. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with our president. If you just leave him alone and wait a little while, you're going to see that our president is going to make this country great. Just yeah, like just, you keep saying. Just wait a minute. <laughs> You just got to wait it. He's playing the mass media like a fine-tuned fiddle. Well, they quoted... Uh, they fall for every single bit of it. They they quoted the Chinese uh, President Xi as saying that he felt that uh, President Trump was a master chess player. Of course he is. Where do you, Did you ever page through the art of the deal? Actually, I have not. I stood in the bookstore and did my usual look, you know, where you look at all the table of contents and yeah. you read about half of the first chapter and then you Flip start reading through them. Yeah. Well, with with my speed reading skills not being what they used to be, but they're still pretty handy, I can, standing, looking like I'm browsing at Barnes & Noble, I could usually pull off about a half a book if it's under 400 pages, so. In the brow- <laughs> time it takes to browse. <laughs> well, anyhow, I just, a, told, there I just told my Barnes and Noble secret. That that's if you're browsing with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm usually lost in another portion of the bookstore. Yes, I still like books that you can hold in your hand. Yes, we both do. I don't know what we're gonna do with all of them, but <laughs> we're gonna give them away. Yeah. We might give, be giving some of them away on a radio show or two. You never know. Have, they're like children. I hate to give them away. I have collections. Like my collection, my Stephen King collection, I can't really bring myself to figure out a price. So I have to find a really good Stephen King collector and give them to them. That way I know they'll be well taken care of. Yeah, the, And I the, don't need the money that, you know, we probably have eight or nine thousand dollars worth of Stephen King books. Now you realize the ones that my mother gave you for Christmas are all going to have Merry Christmas, Ken and Elizabeth. <laughs> hey, for some people that makes it more worth more. Yeah. If it's a gift, that's what they make these big black markers for too. You can. Yeah. She, she was responsible. She was responsible for expanding your. Oh yeah. And she didn't understand a bit of it. She just bought them. Yep. Cause you like them. So, we're about quarter to the top of the hour, and uh, and then some, I think, needs a little bit of work out here right at the end. That's your cue. <laughs> My cue. <laughs> yeah, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to cue me up a rant. A cue you up a rant? Okay. Um, well, you were talking about um, a gentleman from Freedom Watch, Larry... Larry... Clay, Clayman, Claymore, Clayman, Clayman. Clayman. 
caught me with my pants down because I don't have him up on my screens. Well, that's okay, but uh, I know that you've. Well, Larry's got a got a uh, freedomwatch.com, I think, or dot org. Dot org, yeah. Freedomwatch.org. That's where Larry's page is. And I agree with about 90 to 95% of everything Larry's talking about these days. Larry's very knowledgeable and only speaks truth. So if you're looking at Larry's stuff, you don't have to bother vetting it. I can tell you that ahead of time. Well, he's, uh, his constant- number one thing is to, is the calling for the resignation and completely gotten rid, get rid of Jeff Sessions. Because he has legal proof that not only him, but also a man named Rudy Giuliani could very well be the undoing of President Trump without him even understanding why. Now, that's that's what I can give you off of Larry's site. You want details? You got to go there. There's thousands of links. There's hundreds of hours or maybe even thousands of hours of video if you go over to Larry's YouTube channel and get the lowdown because Larry preaches it and Larry knows his stuff. The only thing, there's a couple, like I said, there's a couple of things, which see, that's the beauty of this country we live in. You know, we we talk about a free country. This country is not free. It hasn't been free since 1913. That's yep. when we lost our freedom. Yeah. And if you wondered what I'm talking about, it was, it's a little thing called the Federal Reserve, which we mentioned a little bit on last show on And Then Some Part. There's a book out there called The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. I've had the pleasure of meeting this man and shaking his hand. And we did an interview with him. And then we had him on the air and we've done an interview with him. And this book should be required reading before you're allowed to graduate high school. I don't think it'll ever happen because of the content of this book. They don't well, no, okay, I take that back. Now that we have Bitcoin and crypto in the world, there's they, a good chance it might be. They don't even teach civics anymore. So I didn't really understand civics. That was somewhere between social studies of elementary school and giving me a hard time by a teacher that didn't like <laughs> They were trying to teach you how your government works. That's why it's called civics. I already knew. <laughs> I did a book report in sixth grade on President Kennedy, and I pretty much had everything on the government figured out from there. <laughs> Didn't change much after the sixth grade. <laughs> Not much. You know, President Kennedy would probably yeah. be a Republican today. Oh, he would definitely be a Republican. <laughs> you betcha. No, actually, he would be possibly an independent libertarian. Yeah, him him and Ron Paul. Yep. Not Rand, Ron. Now, there's a combination for president and vice president. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that combination in the White House. Oh, my goodness. Think where we would be. And then, you know, if you go back a little farther, you got the billionaire. He never got his shot. Oh, Ross Perot? I oh, love Ross. Ross Perot. I did, too, man. He had it all figured out. Yeah. And That's why just, they didn't want him in there. It's Actually, he would have been the first Donald Trump. He made the mistake of talking about what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. And if Donald Trump mentions it again, I imagine he's going to get more than just a slap on the back of the hand. You don't badmouth the Federal Reserve if you're a politician. 
and you like to be a politician. Federal Reserve, as far as everybody knows and everybody's concerned, is that big federal office that controls our money, and we're not supposed to talk bad about it because it controls our money. Let me clue you in on a few things, folks. First of all, it's not a federal office. It has absolutely nothing to do with our federal government other than the fact that it makes our money, which it charges dearly for. Okay? The owners of the Federal Reserve are a group of private individuals from the most wealthiest families around the world. And if you don't believe me, Google it. Better yet, get yourself a copy of The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin and read all about it. Now, I know that reading is becoming, in a book, is becoming a lost art. Well, he has a lot of interviews, including uh, on KDCL Media's YouTube channel. He has a lot of interviews on YouTube. Uh, He also has a website called The Reality Zone. Mm Mm-hmm. And he covers a lot of different topics there, including yeah, health. Uh, they were talking about chemtrails before when everybody was talking about tinfoil hats and chemtrails. Chemtrails, today, cancer. Today they've been not only verified, but the people that are doing them brag about it. Yeah. Not just say that it's happening, but they brag about why it's happening. And, you know, then that whole thing links up, we might as well go full circle if we're going to say chemtrails and G. Edward Griffin. That links up the whole thing with a little place in Alaska known as HARP. Now, if you put aluminum oxide and numerous other chemicals into the upper atmosphere and then you bounce high-frequency or low-frequency radio waves off of those aluminum oxide particles, don't you think that there's probably some kind of scientific crazy shit going on? Yeah. You can be talking about anything from weather control to mind control to, have you seen the videos of the big fires last year? Yeah. Out in California where the fire burnt so hot that it melted vehicles into puddles of metal and left whole stands of trees green right beside it. How can a fire burn that hot where it melts three-quarters of the metal of a car into a puddle and 75 feet away is a green growing tree? I'll tell you, lasers. No, they said that's what caused the... There's videos of them. Of uh, the earthquake in Haiti where there had never been an earthquake. There's videos of lasers creating firestorms in California last fall on YouTube, and nobody's ever come out and said that they're made up or that somebody faked them or that it's just a bunch of shadows from somewhere or whatever. They're just sitting there getting views by the millions, and they're true. Somebody started a lot of fire in California, burnt that whole neighborhood down north of Santa Rosa or whatever it was. What was the one just north of San Francisco? You're not on. Up around Napa. Up yeah, around the, the great Rosa, the vineyards. Yeah, Santa Rosa. Burnt the whole town down, basically. Yeah. That's the town where they got the videos of the lasers actually starting fires. Uh, I think the only thing left standing, basically, is the vineyards because they irrigate them. So some of the vineyards made it, but 
this the way these fires burnt was no normal wildfire. You had people that have been around wildfires their entire professional life, 50, 60 years, saying on these videos that they have never seen anything. There's no way that a wildfire burning trees and brush can burn hot enough to melt three-quarters of a metal vehicle, even in a firestorm with a heavy wind. That was what was amazing these people. So, you know, there's a lot going on that we're not aware of, including, including coming up on the end of the show. Yeah, but we're aware of that because we got a clock. Yeah, <laughs> that tells us exactly how long. But uh, we want to remind everybody: you can find us on Facebook, Oracast, Paulacast, um, uh, Oracast. You're going to be able to find us on a brand new show real soon. OracastCryptoWorld.com. That brand new domain. Yeah, the brand new domain. You can um, still go to OracastBlockchain.com, and it'll take you there. Yes, and you can go to YouTube, look up Oracast Crypto World, or just get involved, sign up, get some signal, get some <laughs> Prosperity University, folks. It's it's the price of what you'd pay for two or three nights in a nice motel, okay? And it's good for the rest of your life because what you learn and what you can earn is incredible. Not only money wise, but people-wise. I well, was talking a little bit about that earlier, about the group of people involved, and I didn't really get into it about that's just as important. That's just as big as any money we can make, any Bitcoin we can make. Well, education seldom goes to waste. Right. And you can join us back here again Sunday evening for Oro Expeditions and then some on KDC. And what? Oro Expeditions after dark. <laughs> well, now let's get it completely right. Oro Expeditions 18 after dark, which is about what it's about to be. 9 p.m. Eastern time. On the road again, yeah. We'll see you then. Good night, everybody.